All right, everybody, welcome to episode 162 of the Fantasy Timeline. I'm with my main man, Drew, at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing today? Doing great. Can't wait for football to kick off. Oh, man, it is, it is a beautiful NFL eve for us all. Um, Usually we have a third. Uh, Bill's out this week. He's feeling under the weather. So, Bill, when you listen to this, uh, hope you get better soon, man. Uh, so we can, uh, so we can do uh, the three-man show that we normally do. But it's all good. Things happen. Drew and I are ready. So let's get into the news because there are some already. Week one, we haven't even played a game yet, and we're already starting to go through. Uh, how do we? reconfigure our lineup for missing players so the first one on the list uh it is official cooper cup will not be playing in week one um let me ask you drew do you have any cooper cup shares in 20 some teams i do not yeah so I don't have any either. So <laughs> this is um, this is a tough one to talk about from a personal fantasy perspective because I have not been looking at Cooper Cup as a guy who's going to do anything for me because he's not on any of my teams. But let's let's kind of take a high level look at this. Cooper Cup is out for at least week one. There's even talk about the possibility that he goes on IR and misses four weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about week one. Who is the Ram that you're now looking to kind of lead the charge with Cooper Cup out? Uh, I've always had a, a soft spot for Van Jefferson. And I'm hoping uh, Matthew Stafford does as well. So he's one that I'd try to see if he's available in a couple leagues. Um, outside of that, you know, I've seen people talking about, you know, maybe Tyler Higby steps up and gets more targets in the meantime. But as far as the wide receivers go, I, I would be looking at uh, Van Jefferson if I could go there. Um, I know some other folks coming out of the rookie draft are uh, thinking that Puka gets his chance now. Uh, but we'll see uh, what happens there. How about you? Um, I will, I will never advocate for anyone to do themselves the disservice of putting Tyler Higby into their lineup unless they're absolutely with no other options. Um, I, I'm a Puka guy, man. I mean, just watching that guy and listening to people who are way smarter than me on the subject. Puka Nakua seems to have all the physical traits that you want. Um, Played at BYU, so maybe, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are kind of like, well, I don't know who this guy really is. He played at, you know, obviously it's a a D1 school, but, you know, it's not USC. It's not, you know. Alabama, it's not Texas, it's not Georgia. So maybe we didn't see as, as many games 
it's you know it's not Colorado. And I just thought I'd throw that one in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, none of the options right now going into week one are slam dunks. Oh, just throw player X in there. But if I have to start a Ram for some reason, um, I'm I'm gonna roll the dice with with Puka and and see what happens. So that will that one's a I think um maybe a little tougher than the next one we'll talk about because none of the options seem like they're slam dunk options and mm-hmm. they're playing they're playing Seattle week one. Seattle had a pretty good defense last year so that that doesn't help matters either. That doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. But yeah, gun to my head. I got to make a pick. It's Puka. Let's go. Let's see what happens with that. Um, now let's go to some more bad news, right? Chiefs. Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee. He is being listed as questionable for tomorrow night's game. Uh, I, from people, medical people that I've heard, this seems like an injury where he could miss a week or two, but he's questionable. You know, who knows? Maybe he comes out there and plays, but let's make the assumption he doesn't, or he goes out there and plays and he's just not Travis Kelsey because he never extended his knee. I'll pose the same question now, but with the Chiefs, um, who, who is the guy that you go, okay, um, Travis Kelsey's out. I'm going to put this guy in my lineup, and I think he's going to be the dude that uh, that shows out in week one. Man, that's tough. Um, don't love a lot of the options here. I would say the name that jumps out at me is uh, possibly a Richie James after last year and how he flashed with the Giants, kind of came out of nowhere there and came up big for them in a couple of games. I'm not a huge Kadarius Tony fan. Uh, we know what MVS is. Um, yeah, I think you were you were pretty uh, supportive of Sky more last year. I was. So uh, I know he was uh, he's a guy that may be on your radar. But um, yeah, I mean, I, Mahomes will have to improvise, which I think he's totally comfortable doing. We'll see. Uh, I expect it to be a, a fun game tomorrow night. I think uh, this will be should be a high scoring game. I know it's kind of a hit or miss each year and opening night, how aggressive teams want to get, but uh, you got to go back and remember that uh, Jared Goff is, uh, was a part of a, an epic game with the chiefs a few years back. Right. Um, so I don't know that we'll get that same kind of outcome, but I think it'll be, it'll be closer to that than, um, you know, a defensive struggle here. So, uh, but if I'm picking somebody and somebody that's probably available, I might pick up Richie James, see what he does. Maybe see if we can get a little value back for him. Uh, after a, a good showing tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, you nailed the guy I'm going to talk about. Um, I think the dude is Sky Moore. Um, I'm with you 100%. I'm not a Kadarius Tony guy. I've been on this show plenty of times. The, the two blow-up games that he's had, I've told everybody, trade him for that first that somebody's willing to give you for some unknown reason. Uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out. In the pre-draft process, obviously that's kind of 
bared out to be true uh, during his NFL career to this point. Uh, but Sky Moore, let's kind of look at what's going on here. Um, they 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 spent a second round pick on Sky Moore, and I know based on what he did his rookie season, it doesn't seem like they spent a second round pick on him, but they did, and. I think this is kind of the opportunity for him to shine. Uh, you know, who else is out there? Kadarius Tony, who apparently is going to be limited due to an injury he was suffering through in camp. You have uh, you have Justin Ross. You have Justin Watson. You have um, MVS. I mean, not a lot of guys that inspire a ton of confidence. And listen, if you look at what Sky Moore did last year, he doesn't inspire confidence either, but at least he has some some draft uh, pedigree. And, uh, you know, hey, this is the game. If he doesn't sh- if Travis Kelsey's out and he doesn't show up, uh-huh. um, it could be a real problem. But I agree with you on the shootout. Uh, Detroit's defense uh, didn't stop anybody last year. And it looks like Chris Jones is not going to be playing in this game. Now, if you listen to this tomorrow and he signed a huge extension, disregard what I'm saying. But that defense is completely different without uh, Chris yeah. Jones. He, um, I heard a stat today. They are first in quarterback pressure rate with him, uh, 28th without him. And if uh, if you want to give Jared Goff uh, some wind beneath his wings, um, let him just stand around and throw the ball in a clean pocket, not have to move around too much. Uh, that's where he's going to excel. So you know that is that that's going to be a big key. And I think, like I said, you know. If uh, unless you listen to this tomorrow and he signed a big contract extension, um, yeah, that it's I, I think that defense is going to be a whole lot different for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, kind of two news stories for two guys. Was there anything else that you heard, any other news you heard this week that you were kind of like, hey, let's uh, let's make sure we bring this out to the people? No, nothing, nothing uh, big here. You know, I think we're still. I'm still waiting to see if a couple of these guys, like uh, Kareem Hunt, gets signed anywhere. With uh, some of the running back situations that have come up here, um, I mean, the, everything leading up to Week One is speculation until people have to submit a roster. The whistle blows, and we see who's on the field, who's not. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing else major there. Uh, outside of you know, if you want to get into the drama a little bit, it looks like Denver might be uh, a fun team to watch with. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton trying to reconcile their approaches to this profession. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's funny what Russell Wilson has turned into since leaving Seattle. He was always a little cringe. He was always a little goofy, but then he played and you were like, all right, well, the goofy guy can play ball. So we're not going to say much more about it. And then he kind of migrated down to Denver and, you know, now all of a sudden he can't play and 
coaches are getting thrown under the bus and coaches are fighting with them. And it's, it's so weird. I, I, I don't know if a guy has gone from generally kind of like a nice goofy guy, maybe to like a villain in such a short period of time, but it's kind of turning into that now where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, don't get me wrong. I know Sean Payton hasn't, um, hasn't made you know a lot of friends you know he's part of that bounty gate thing and all that but it's just it's crazy it's gonna it's gonna be fun i mean and what they've given up what they gave up to trade for him and then giving him in a contract oh man that could be uh that could be one of the worst trades i you know last week we talked about trey lance and what you got for what you have to give up for trey lance but at least, you know, Trey Lance, all right, he gave up three ones, and that's tough. You see what they turn into. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Bradley Chubb. Oh, God, that sucks. All right, fine. But at least you didn't pay <laughs> Trey Lance $250-something million. And I, I could be wrong about that number. I'm kind of trying to pull it from the memory bank to then come and stink it up. <laughs> so, um, you know, but hey. Um, on some good on some good news, we'll we'll end the news on a on a good one, right? Jackson Smith and Jigba looks like he's going to play Week One. Looks like there's not any uh, any issue with uh, JSN. So we'll see. You know, again, kind of the other side of that uh, that Seattle Los Angeles Rams game. So um, that'll be fun. But um, Drew, let's. I don't I don't think we got any questions this week. That's fine. It sometimes happens. You know, we're ready to to pivot when we have to pivot. Let let's talk about some trades, right? What, what are some of the trades we've gotten? And hey, got a couple people in here. If you're in a league with us and you know you wanna you wanna throw us a trade real quick, throw us a trade real quick and we'll see what happens, right? Um I got one in a league that we're both in. Okay. Superflex Army 2. And I don't know what to do with this trade. Okay? I'm, I'm like, stuck. So here's a trade. I would be giving up one David Njoku. And I would be receiving one Chig Aconquo. Now, this is Superflex Army 2. I'm a contender in this league. And I don't know what to do. I I could make easy arguments for both sides of this trade, which I hate. I usually like to look at a trade and go, wow, I like this trade, or wow, I hate this trade. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what to do about this trade. So Drew, what what are, what are your thoughts on that? What how are you looking at this? Uh, I agree with uh, Jerry here in the comments that I'd want to hang on to Njoku if you're a contender. Okay, um, I know there's the allure of what uh, Chigakonkwo could be. Uh, I think there's a lot of things up in the air with the Titans and their quarterback situation in, in the near term. Um, that team in general is, 
I mean, just some of the decisions they've made in the last couple of years with, you know, giving up AJ Brown uh, to get, to get up to Traylon Burks. Um, I saw a meme online today. Uh, I'm local here in Tennessee. So uh, it's, yeah, I forget. It's a teammate, basically, you know, a, a fake caption, but you know, you're telling me they got, we gave up these linemen, gave up AJ, your true number one wide receiver to get, uh, you know, this rookie coming in here. We've not had a great history with veteran wide receivers, bringing them in in the last few attempts. Um, you know, Derek Henry is aging and has taken a lot of abuse. So uh, without an established line, uh, not a lot of continuity in the line this year, it's going to be tough sledding. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's pretty easy for me. I keep David and Joku with uh, Watson, who's coming into first full season playing, has some good weapons there with Mari Cooper, with Elijah Moore. Um, you know, great running back and uh, efficient running back and uh, Nick Chubb. So, you know, you're looking at your team here. You have Gerald Everett uh, as well, who could be usable if, you know, Oconquo isn't what you hope he turns into being. But, um, yeah, I think this is pretty uh, pretty straightforward for me. I'd hang out with David and Joko unless there is some kind of sweetener on top to give you a little bit of a way to hedge your bet there. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with you and Jerry. I'll keep uh I'll keep Joku. I'll let I'll let uh Papa Trees know that uh it it was a close one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I got. Um, so here you go. We'll I got a couple of trades that I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do with, but. This is in the timeline OG league. Okay. And Bill is usually my partner in crime, but he's sick. So I'm going to go over these trades with you. And um, if Bill didn't like him, he should have just, uh, he should have just rejected him right away. So now we get to talk <laughs> about him. And if Drew can somehow change my mind on either one of these trades, I'll hit accept, and Bill will kill me tomorrow. All right, so the first one. We would be giving up Devonta Smith and Pat Fryermuth. We would be getting Michael Pittman, Christian Watson, and Evan Ingram. Uh, I know you and Bill are huge Pittman fans, so I don't know how you didn't accept already. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, you know quarters for dollars there. Yep, yep. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right, so that, that's trade number one. That that was easy enough. So now we have a we have a slight variation on the same trade. Bill and I would be giving up Devonta Smith and Pat Fryermuth again. But in this iteration of the trade, we would be getting Christian Watson, George Kittle, and a 2025 third-round pick. Say that one more time. Absolutely. We're giving up Smith and Fryermuth again. Yep. We would be getting... Christian Watson, George Kittle, and a 
25 third round pick. Uh, the third doesn't mean anything to me in that. So Kittle and Watson, Smith and Fryermuth. That's a that's at least a little bit more intriguing. But I, I want Devonta Smith over uh, either of the guys you're getting back, and then yeah, Fryermuth for either one of the, for the for Pickett or for picking. I'm sorry, you said for Watson. Yeah, I. That's at least closer. Um, but I mean, it's, it feels like it's just kind of switching out. You, maybe you get a slightly better, higher ceiling on your tight end week to week uh, to lower your ceiling on the wide receiver end. And uh, I'll take the guy that's attached to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, when I when I saw in both trades that Smith and Fryer Mook were involved, I was expecting uh, – some some big dollar signs on the other side and just just didn't get the big dollar signs and, and hey that's fine um they're interesting trades to me and i always try to like look at what the other side is doing in the situation mm-hmm. and they're interesting because none of the guys that we would be giving up you know, have had a recent injury, you know, no no Travis Kelsey here, no Cooper Cup here, you know. Um, Nobody's gotten in trouble that I know of. Uh, So, you know, I get it when, you know, when a Travis Kelsey gets hurt and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'll give you a second. You know, everyone's trying to, you know, they send that deal out in every league and hope that one person takes it because they panic. And I I get that. I I understand it. This is one where, you know, I, I, yeah, I can see, you know, if I, if I were to counter, sorry to cut you off here. If I were to counter based on your team, I might try to package a guy we talked about last week, like a Jamison Williams back, depending on how you and Bill are are thinking, feeling about him instead Mm -hmm. of Devonta Smith. So if you send it, you know, Jameson and, and Fryer move to get, you know, an upgrade in Kittle perhaps. And then you have another young wide receiver who maybe produces points sooner. But that's that's probably the closest that I would land if I were uh, in your seat. Can I can I give you a hot take that some people would say is a lukewarm take? I don't think Fryer move to Kittle is an upgrade. I think that they're probably gonna end end up in that you know what seven to ten range. Yeah, I, I think I put Kittle a little higher. I think he's got top five, a pretty good chance of being top five at the end of the year. Do you do you think he? Let all right. Hey, I love this. So let's let's play a game, okay? Let's play a game. I'm bringing up. Some ADP, so let me do that real quick. Okay. And let's see if we really think that George Kittle ends up top five. All right. I'm pulling it up. I got it here. Okay. The George's Kittle. All right. So, me, me, injury aside, Travis Kelsey is one, right? Unless this knee injury turns into like 
you know. Sure. He's going to be We're talking for the year. Six weeks or something. He's he's number one, right? Yeah. Yep. Can we agree on Mark Andrews at number two? I would, yes. Okay. So we got two down already. All right, number three, ADP, okay? I'm just going by ADP right now. TJ Hawkinson just just got paid. So obviously Minnesota is uh, planning on using a little TJ Hawkinson in their life. So TJ Hawkinson at three, or is there someone else that you look at and go, ooh, that, that could be three? Uh, are we talking, we're talking for this year, or we're talking like this? for this year? For this, this year, I could see him being there because I think it may take uh, uh, may take Addison a few weeks to kind of come on. So if it's going to be if Hawk's going to be you know the number two or maybe the two way option in the past game, I think they'll have enough volume there that he would he would justify number three pretty easily this year for tight end. So we have three. George Kittle comes in at four, ADP wise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to read you some guys that I think have at least a 50-50 shot to not get a lot of them. Uh, everyone's off-season darling. Giants number one receiver, Darren Waller. Do you he could. think he could? All right. So, so we got the top three sorted out. So we're looking at we're looking, Who do we think will be at, four and five? And I, I think just based on kind of the ragtag bunch, I'll be politically correct, that they have in New York, um, I think there's a really good chance, barring injury, that Darren Waller can have a better season than George Kittle. Let's head to Philadelphia again, since we talked about Devonta Smith so much. Dallas got it. You think? Do you think he is a a better pickup than George Kittle? I struggle there. Okay. Uh, I think they're in a, a very similar range. I think we're both talking like a similar tier here. Maybe I've expanded mine a little higher up the rank than you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the guys that we're talking about between Kittle, Waller, Goddard, probably I would throw Fryermuth toward the bottom of that tier for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that kind of group, I think they could all rotate between four and seven. I yeah. think Fryermuth is topped out at probably six or seven. I don't think he cracks the top five. I think Kittle has, the, has a better chance to crack the top five over him. Now, here's a guy that should be top five, has the ability to be top five, and I don't think it's going to be top five, and that's Kyle Pitts. I just think, unfortunately, for all the chances they've had to figure things out at quarterback, they haven't. Nope. And I think that's going to limit him. So, actually, I I wouldn't argue putting Kittle above Pitts. But I think Waller and Goddard are there. I think Waller and Goddard, trying to say that real fast, (laughs) I think they both take out Kittle, which then drops Kittle to six. And then Friar is the next guy up. 
which is why I'm saying I think Fryermuth and and yeah. Kittle are like that seven to ten. Like, ah, eh, they'll be in there somewhere, and you know, maybe you know, Kittle is seven and Fryermuth is ten. But like, is that an upgrade? When, when, once you break it down points wise, is that a real upgrade? Yeah, let me look here. Where is so if we're talking about like season long, and again, this is why we have different ways to look at it, right? The per game mm-hmm. and, and what you could get out of the tight end when they play. You know, again, if we level everything for injuries and so forth. I mean, last year, Fryermuth is averaging just over 11 points a game, and Kittle's averaging over 15 a game. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think when you look at where Kittle's ceiling is uh, because of what what they do in San Francisco, where does he fall in the pecking order of pass catchers for you there? Oh, let's see. It's probably the number two guy there because it's probably Debo. Well, nah, I take that. It's probably coming on, right? He's the three guy because it's Debo, McCaffrey. Okay. Kittle. Okay. So he's probably the three guy. Because I know yeah. I know we heard that whole song and dance from Shanahan that they're gonna arrest them and the second they get into a game that they need some points, Chris McCaffrey is playing all those snaps. So um, let's, and you know, they have their own contract situation with Nick Bosa. Is Brock Purdy really that dude? You know, we saw it for what, seven, eight games last year. He won them all. I can't, you know, I can't say nothing bad about what he did last year, but he's coming off of a big injury and he was a seventh round pick for a reason. So yeah, Let's see in year two if year two looks like year one. Because then yeah. it might be the Sam Darnold experience. And he's the backup. I'm just saying, like, he's the backup. I, I don't make the rules. Yeah. I, I just report the news. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, if Brock Purdy stumbles or gets hurt again, like, it's a Sam Darnold experience. And that is. That's like, a shit show. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I don't think the Kenny Pickett experience, I know he's got some hype during the preseason and everything. I don't think the Kenny Pickett experience is that much better, but I do think it's a little bit better. So now, half hour move, let's, you know, you know me, I'm going to keep it honest. Half hour move is what, the third guy? He, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Deontay, it's Pickens, it's, you know, it's Pat Fryerman. And me, and some people might even argue it, it's 3A and 3B because you got Najee there. Mm. Now, we'll see what happens with Najee. And, you know, that, that rookie year, he did everything. And last year, I think, almost kind of paid for it. But we'll see now that there's, you know, that there's more pass catchers around if, you know, they're really going to be relying on Najee like that. But um, look, and that's and here's my thing, too. When Kittle's on the field, he's great. But he's not on the field all the time. Barring <laughs> injury. Not, sure, barring injury. But we kind of have to, you know, take a little bit into account, like, hey, we see something season over season, you know, kind of like Trey Lance, you know, 49ers season after season saw a guy not playing on their team and they shipped his ass out. So, I mean – we got to kind of take that into account, you know, where it's like, 
hey, he scored, you know, 15 points per game last year. And it's like, what did he play in eight games? Like, you know, it all depends on, you know, would you rather have 11 points a game for, you know, 14 games or 15 points a game for eight games? It's like, you know, and I'm not, I, I'm not looking up what, uh, what, what our boy George Kittle played last year. I'm just using sure. it as an example, but you know, he has a, he has a very consistent injury history. So, yeah. uh, and actually a few years ago, he had a very similar injury to what um, Travis Kelsey has right now. And he missed two weeks. So not, I'm not saying Travis Kelsey's missing two weeks. I'm just saying he had a very similar injury a few years ago and missed two weeks. So um, that's kind of where I'm like, you know, even if, even if George Kittle is five and Pat Frymuth is like seven, like is that, you know, like last year it was four points a game, but I wonder what the total points were. Yeah, I part of it is look, looking at your team here. You guys are in a place where you you could shoot for some upside though too, because you've got Hawkinson, you've got uh, you got Jawan Johnson who might be something. Uh, you've got Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker, however you say his name, which I think people have some some expectations for. So when you look at uh, you know for you guys trying to turn that corner into like top contender this year, having the ceiling of what Kittle can bring. Uh, if I were in your seat, that would be that would be worth going back and forth for me and seeing how low could I go on my wide receiver list to make that happen. Because Friar, you know, he's never going to have maybe once in his career he'll have a, a where he will be the tight end one that week. He might catch three touchdowns one week, but Kittle yeah, has that week in and week out ability to be the tight end one any given week he plays. And obviously, having Hawkinson helps but i guess my issue is is that if kittle misses as much time as he does i've pretty much now given up the roster spot because i don't have you know well you're saying adjust adjust the wide receiver but if i traded devonta smith now he's on another team and i don't have either one of so yeah yeah, um, I'm talking going down. If you could go down to, you know, Jameson Williams, who is a, a, a question mark. I know we all love and Elijah Moore, but if he's low, depending on where he ranks for you all on your, your dynasty rankings and your wide receiver. Again, you guys are deep at the wide receiver position too. So you could, you could try to make some choices if that was uh, an attractive option for you. I, I can make a joke here that we would literally need a godfather offer to trade Elijah Moore because we've rejected so many Elijah Moore trade offers that at this point we just got to see if it works out in in um, I almost said Baltimore, then I almost said Cincinnati, Cleveland. Um, but like, um, we would almost need like a first well, and a second. Speaking of which, let's let's segue here. Uh, I, I've got a recent trade that I did in Superflex Army 2 as well that involved Elijah Moore. Yes. And uh, I, I know uh, I was messaging you and Bill a little bit trying to talk through some of these options. And I, I am trying to join your club as a contender in this league after two years of wallowing in the depths and earning the 101 and the 102. Um, but uh, so I, I ended up making a trade with uh, John Bauer the other night. 
Yeah. If you remember last week, uh, I was looking at his roster, my roster, just thinking about swapping maybe some rookie running backs and uh, some later picks and stuff. But uh, ultimately, we got something done where I sent Devin A. Chang and my 2024 first, which I hope is going to be later now. Yep. Um, I, I feel pretty confident it'll at least be in the last half of the draft in the 14 team league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from John Bauer, I got DeAndre Swift and our boy Elijah Moore. What are your initial thoughts there? So I think I'm gonna put this in quote. You lose the trade. But it's not like, oh my God, you got hosed, you're an idiot, you did something completely that nobody else would ever think of doing. A chain, don't like him. Don't didn't like him. Pre-draft, everyone got hype on him because it's Miami. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. He's hurt. He's gonna. I think he's gonna play. But like, Mm -hmm. we're talking about you know. My name is Jeff. Playing as the starter, you know. We're talking about undrafted free agent Chris Brooks is gonna get some burn. We're you know. We're talking about all these guys, and sure, maybe week five, um, yeah. Salvan Ahmed comes back, and um, who else is, is injured and not playing? Uh, somebody else. I mean, Mostert's there, right? Raheem Mostert, you know, all these guys, you know, maybe they come back, maybe they don't. A-Chain gets healthy, and he takes over. But do – did wash or Washington? Did Miami ever believe in him? They tried to get Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook went to to New York and got more money. Apparently, you know, there was some trade talk about you know Jonathan Taylor. Apparently, the Jalen Waddle uh, price was too high. Um, but they've been trying to bring guys in. And this was after they drafted A-Chain. This wasn't, hey, beforehand, you know, before the draft, we tried to see what was going on. But then we got Devin A-Chain and we were cool. So I like that move because I personally don't think A-Chain is ever going to be a guy. I think that um, Miami, maybe maybe they signed Kareem Hunt. Maybe they signed Lombardi Lenny. Maybe they don't sign either one of those guys. They roll with what they have for this year. And then what happens next year during the offseason? Does a high price free agent come about? They try to get that guy. Do they draft another guy in the second round? I'm not buying the long-term prospects just based off of what the team has told me this offseason. Okay. Um, the first is where I go, and I get your point of view. Hey, man, it's going to be the 10, the 11, something like that. Maybe it's the 14. Maybe you, you, you did it. And by the way, I love the other trade you made getting the wide receivers. So this isn't like a joke. Like you could win. You stack things in your in your favor to win this thing. I mean, you can't be my team. But we'll 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 gloss over that right now. Um but then you get DeAndre Swift and 
our, our boss, the guy who signs the check for us, um, Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher, always reminds me that when DeAndre Swift came out before the draft, I made the mention about Carrion Johnson. Remember when Carrion Johnson was a thing? Mm. And I said, DeAndre Swift could go to Detroit. And he said to me at that time, this is obviously pre-draft, he said, don't put that out there. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. And then sure enough, <laughs> DeAndre Swift does get drafted to Detroit. <laughs> and Russ, I think, DM'd me or, or something. I can't even I can't remember how he got a hold of me. And he said, You it was because you said it. And I was like, oh, you know. I loved DeAndre Swift at that time. But my man can't stay healthy. My man, when he's out there, he's great. He's George Kittle, but worse, because I think he plays less. I think he plays less games than George Kittle. But when he's out there, he's he's a monster. But what are we gonna get? Five games this year of Philly DeAndre Swift? So that part bothers me. And then you know I love Elijah Moore. But I think I think A Chain and Swift kind of negate each other and then you have a first for Elijah Moore that's where I go oh I think I would rather have the first but let's face it how many times have we talked about trades a week a month a year later we're completely on the other side of the trade now because things have happened and I I think if Elijah Moore Kind of lives up to the hype that he's been given during this offseason. And this Cleveland offense turns into this juggernaut with Cooper and Moore and Nick Chubb, David and Joku. You know, I, I, you know, we could be saying, oh, you only gave up, you know, pick 11 for Elijah Moore. Oh, that's a deal, man. There's only 10 guys we like in the first round this year, you know, because that's going to happen in about six months. Sure. You know, there, you know, right now there's 20 guys that can go in the first round, and then you know, by February, there's only six guys we like. <laughs> so, um, but that that's my hesitation. But it's not it's not so bad where I'm like, Drew, you made a massive mistake. You really crippled your team. Um, I I just think I don't think that's a trade I I would do. But that's what makes this game so much fun is that I would do trades that you would look at and say, Josh is crazy. Why did he do that? And I look at a trade like this and I go, this isn't a trade I would do. But listen, if you if you end up with a chip at the end of the year and Elijah Moore is a top 12 receiver. All's forgiven. Trade, you know, I'm like, God, this guy doesn't know what I'm talking about. And by the way, I don't know what I'm talking about, so you should never listen to me. Uh, but I just give my opinion. But you know what? We got one here. Let's give our opinion on this from the all-in-one show. He's got Diggs, Higgins, and Godwin as his wide receiver, one, two, and Fletch. like that. Yeah, it's Keenan. I'm assuming that's Keenan Allen and Alan Lazard on my bench. Would y'all consider either of those two to plug into the lineup? All right, so. Alan Lazard, he, he could keep his happy ass on the bench. Um, we're not even going to talk about him. 
uh, Drew, I think you agree with me on that. Keenan Allen is the interesting one here, I think, right? Because he's the guy that we look at and we go, okay, he could be that flex guy. All right, so I'm doing some uh, some producing on the fly here, and I am going to pull up the schedule here, and we're going to look at this and see who, he, who these guys are playing, right? Because um, I don't have the schedule memorized. So Chris Godwin is up against that vaunted – Vikings defense, and that is obviously a joke. Um, the Vikings defense was not good last year. Um, and we have Keenan Allen. Let me find it. Oh, Keenan Allen up against the Dolphins. So I'm going to start first here. I think I'm going to lean towards putting Keenan Allen in. Taking Chris Godwin out. Um, first of all, I like everything around Keenan Allen <laughs> more than I like everything around Chris Godwin. I mean, Justin Herbert, greater sign, Baker Mayfield. I don't think that's a hot take. Um, they have Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. And if we saw anything in Dallas, it was that they threw the ball a lot. Um, so I believe they're going to have the same mindset and the same mentality. Um, so obviously you want a quarterback that's going to throw the ball a lot. You want one of those receivers because especially when that receiver just happens to be the number one receiver on the team. And I think we can say that pretty confidently. Mike Williams is fine, um, but he's not a number one. Quentin Johnson Maybe the number one one day. Um, I yeah. don't think so, but he's not right now. Um, we could have an argument, you know, Baker Mayfield or not, between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is the number one on that that Buccaneers team. So give me the clear number one with the better quarterback, with the better offensive mind. Put him in the flex, and. Um, you know, we could see kind of that shootout that um, that we saw between the what are their names, the Dolphins and the Ravens last year, and um, we could see that happen again with Los Angeles and uh, Miami. What do you think? Yeah, this is a an interesting group here. Uh, I initially went to Keenan and Godwin as well. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on potentially, again, you have the the clear number one here in Keenan Allen. Uh, would you ever look at replacing T. Higgins with Burrow coming back from an injury, maybe not throwing quite as much if they're going to try to ease him back in a little bit, hand the ball off some more? Um, it should be a good game because they're playing the Browns. So it should be what looks like on paper two pretty high-powered offenses. So you'd think there'd be – uh, enough to go around where Higgins would get his targets and possibly score this week. Um, I, I could see uh, the debate between all three of these. I do think uh, I would definitely want Keenan over Godwin, and I, I'm pretty sure I'd want Higgins over Godwin as well. So 
I think I agree with you at the end of the day, but that was the only other thought that kind of entered my mind as I was looking through kind of where these guys rank on their team and who they're playing. Yeah, if um, if Burrow's out there, I'm assuming that Burrow is um, is going to be his normal self, and that that could be a shootout too if if both those offenses are clicking on all cylinders, which only helps T Higgins out. Drew, uh, I gotta, gotta step away for Are one second. I'll I'll be right back. But you can um, you can give any other uh, info you want on this one. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of extra here. Um, I would definitely be interested to see how Lazard does. Josh and I were actually talking about him before we got on the show uh, because it looks like uh, the Jets are continuing to work out some more veteran wide receivers. But um, so I might consider seeing if there's somebody else uh, on waivers, maybe that we like a little bit better than Lazard until we see what happens here. But that should be a fun game as well. Uh, for those of you who aren't watching or haven't listened before, I'm uh, a Buffalo fan through and through. It's where I grew up was Western New York. So uh, week one, Monday night with the Jets and the Bills should be very interesting to see how Rodgers does in the new uh, new system there with a couple of familiar faces. And then uh, if you've been watching Hard Knock at all, it seems like he and Garrett Wilson have started to really form uh, a bond there. So I saw somebody on Twitter. I don't know if they were joking or how serious they were uh, thinking that Garrett Wilson may uh, quickly earn the Devontae Adams treatment with just a ridiculous number of targets uh, week in and week out, which uh, I know he's another uh, of Josh's favorite guys here. So, but as far as this one goes all in one show, uh, I think you're, you're asking the question for a reason. So uh, Josh and I definitely uh, are on the same page that it makes more sense to take Keenan, who is with, with Justin Herbert, who you've seen do it over and over again, uh, start off healthy in the season and, you know, probably be a target monster this first few weeks here. So uh, I don't know if we have anything else. I don't see anything else in the chat here, Josh. Uh, do you have any yeah. other uh, trades that are waiting for you? I've got one other in a trade addicts league that I'm in that I can throw up here. If you want to give me your, yeah, let's do it. Your initial thoughts. So this, this league uh, I, I knew I would, I took over an orphan year one. So I knew I was going to be rebuilding for a bit, but this past rookie draft, um, I, I drank the, the Kool-Aid a bit and probably overspent to get myself a first round pick this year to grab one Dalton Kincaid uh, and add him to my tight end grouping. Cause I was very weak there. I think Noah Fant was my best tight end that I had on this team at that point. Um, but with uh, a couple of other, I've got Trevor Lawrence, I've got Jimmy G while he's healthy. I do have Kenny Pickett as well. So I felt pretty good at quarterback, but I'm looking for some running back depth uh, to really try to make, this trade worthwhile and hopefully uh, push the the pick that I gave up next year back a little bit. So uh, I've got Desmond Ritter and Tyler Taylor Heineke sitting on my my roster as well, and I'd, I'd love to move those guys because um, I'm I'm not a huge Desmond Ritter fan. I don't think a lot of folks are, uh, but I've got a a partner here, a potential partner. We've been going back and forth a little bit, so uh, he's offering me Dion Jackson, Kendra Miller. Darius Slayton and a couple of thirds next year for this pair of quarterbacks in Atlanta. What are your thoughts? It's kind of sad that the piece I like the most is uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, 
So what is what is your QB room if you accept this trade? So if I accept this, uh, I would be down to Jimmy G, Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett, and then a couple of other backups. Okay, so obviously it's not the not the best quarterback room ever, anyone's ever seen, but it's definitely not bad by any stretch. I mean, those three guys, those three guys could could be, you know. All three of them could be top fifteen this year, so it's not. Um, that's not terrible. Um, I, I'm staying away from Colts running backs right now, just because I don't think that Indianapolis likes any of them. Uh, to be honest, I they're going to have to use guys because they don't have Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, Shane Steichen coming over from Philadelphia, I feel like is going to do a very Philadelphia thing. And we're going to see three guys, four guys getting rotated in, depending on down and distance. Are we by the goal line? Do I need a blocker? What's the, you know, and nobody is going to be worth much because they don't have a guy that's as talented as Miles Sanders on that team right now. They don't have a guy. I honestly, I don't even think they got a guy as talented as Kenny Gainwell on that team right now. So um, that, you know, Kendry Miller, um, the hype was high with him. Obviously we were kind of like, Hey, we know that Alan Kamara is going to get himself in some trouble. He's going to be suspended for some amount of games. Kendra Miller to the moon. And Kendra's been hurt, what, twice during the preseason, right? Yeah. Um, Didn't practice today. Yeah, so I feel like it's going to be the Jamal Williams show until Alan Kamara gets back. And the Jamal Williams show is a pretty damn entertaining show, whether it's it what he does on the field or whether it's, you know, <laughs> any kind of interview that anyone does for him. It's a pretty damn entertaining show. So I don't know where Kendra Miller fits into that. Maybe, you know, kind of the same thing we talked about earlier, week two, week three, all of a sudden Kendra Miller is that dude. But even when DeAndre Swift was healthy in – Detroit last year, Jamal Williams had a role and a pretty significant role. I mean, he had what 714 touchdowns last year. So, um, and and I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna stay the same in New Orleans. Even once Alvin Kamara comes back, I think Jamal Williams is going to have a role. So, that's where I kind of am like, I get, can I ask? Can I ask a philosophical question here? Sure. Why do you feel you need running back depth in a league where you only start one running back? The only running back that I can start right now is Jameer Gibbs on this team. Oh, really? You have nothing else. So I have Tyler Algier, 
who maybe gets a few touches a game early on. Yeah, he 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 don't. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Okay, he's not even playing. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan. Okay, well, all right. Get a maybe get a little bit of run out of him. You buried the lead. Uh, James Robinson still hanging on to the roster spot. Yeah, I heard he worked out somewhere. I can't remember where though now. Indy. He might be number one right <laughs> <of> that there. <laughs> and then I've got uh Sean Tucker, Syracuse alum. Okay, now there Sean Tucker might end up being the dude by week five, week six. <laughs> we'll see. And then I've got Zamir White, who I, I had flashes of hope for as long as Jacobs was uh waiting to sign. But uh yeah. So I've got a, I've got a couple guys that are you know an injury or an event no away from being there. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I'm not looking to to sell the farm to get stuff, but I'm also um, I don't know that I'm waiting. Like Sam Howell, I've had on a couple rosters, and I'm waiting to see how he does, and yeah. I'm hoping and expecting him to gain a little bit of value in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I'm pissed, I'm wondering. So pissed you revoked that trade in, in Superflex already, too. <laughs> Pretty mad about that. Um, but I, I don't feel the same way around Desmond Ritter. In fact, I feel a little bit the opposite. I'm I'm concerned that he's going to lose most of his value pretty early once he gets into the real game here, outside of handing off to Bijan. Yeah, I, I agree so with you. I had little hope for both coming into this season, um, I, I think Sam Howell has raised his stock, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not anointing Sam Howell as the, you know, commander slash whatever they change their name to next year um, for the next 10 years. I'm not doing that. But if you told me I had to put money, you know, right now on which one of those two guys is going to be starting for their team in three years, I would put all the money on Sam Howe. Yeah. Um, And, you know, technically Desmond Ritter has more NFL experience than Sam Howe. And I still, you know, with that bigger sample size did not see anything that I was super impressed with, which is another reason why, like we spoke about earlier, I'm down on Kyle Pitts because Desmond yep. Ritter is the quarterback. Um, yeah. But you have Jameer Gibbs, which sucks, because my kind of I need a running back type guy uh, this offseason has been David Montgomery. Like, can I throw you a late second for that David Montgomery? Most people are like, yeah, get this dude off my team. He stinks, even though he's been pretty good his whole career. He's but, been serviceable, yeah. You know, I think he's been better than serviceable. I, this is, I, I think we have this weird delusion about David Ro- or David Robinson, old NBA center. Um, but we have this delusion that he's just been ne- – David Montgomery's never been good. He's been okay. He's been fine. He's been pretty good if you break it down. Not elite. Not, you know, Hall of Fame. Not not giving you any of that. But can I get? Can I give you a late second for a guy who's probably going to be top 24 this year? 
Okay, cool. Like, give it to me. You know, another yeah. guy that I, I like that I think would cost you less, um, Antonio Gibson. I'm not so – I'm not all in on this – on the Brian Robinson experiment. And if Scary Terry is not 100% or he gets hurt again, they got to throw the ball to somebody besides Jahan Dotson. Uh, some of those can go to um, Antonio Gibson. And remember, those passes were going to J.D. McKissick, who has retired. So that's another guy that's who true. could cost you less and I think give you more than Kendra Miller, give you more than um, – God, who was the other guy that was in that trade? Oh, Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson. So yeah. those are the guys that I would maybe try to, you know, pack, you know, try try to go after, you know. Yeah. I think for most I think for most people, Desmond Ritter would get you either one of those guys by himself. And you probably have the, just based on general perception, you have the right to ask for something else with those guys or Desmond Ritter, because Desmond Ritter, he was starting quarterback in a super flex league. And, you know, and those guys, they're, they're, they stink, you know. <laughs> and I, I mean, I feel a lot more confident in Montgomery than Gibson. But I also think if you traded Ritter for Gibson, you could ask for more on top of Gibson. Yeah. So if you don't agree with me and you believe in Brian Robinson, he's another guy that's probably going to cost you, you know, that late second, you know. Yeah. So oh, I forgot about my taxi spot here. I, I do have Tank Bigsby and Roshan Johnson sitting there, but I, I don't know what to expect from them. So I, I, I think. I think you say no to this trade. Let, let's see what materializes from, you know, the couple guys we talked about, the Samaj AP Rhines of the world, you know, those rookies. Because let, let's face it, I do this all the time. I even do this on the waiver wire. If you're top three on a depth chart at running back and I have just like a, a wasted space or an empty space, I'm going to pick you up because we know we've seen it. Some of the guys we have to rely on at the end of a season at the running back position, because it's just a battlefield at that position. I mean, there, we talked about this. I think it was last week. We brought up the name CJ Anderson, who wasn't on a roster and then came on a team Mm Recently retired Sony Michelle doing the same thing, not on a team or getting traded to a team. And all of a sudden, week 15, you're like, oh, God, Sony Michelle is a great coach. <laughs> and week one, you would have said, oh, Sony Michelle, Michelle is disgusting. I've never touched him. And then week 15, he's this big bar of gold that you're putting in your lineup. So um, I would wait and see what materializes because okay. let's face it. I love Javante Williams, but he's coming off of a crazy knee injury in a crazy time frame, and it could be too much too soon. And all of a sudden, Samaj P. Ryan starter for the Denver Broncos, and 
you're like, okay, here's some depth. You know, Tank Bigsby was getting some hype a couple weeks ago. You know, what if that because what if that hype was real? And all of a sudden we see Tank Bigsby getting some interesting timeshare opportunities. Roshan, I don't think it I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility to say Roshan is going to be the starter um by the beginning of October. Um okay. it will happen. I'm just saying that. If I tell you that story, you're not going to say that I'm crazy. You know, it's not like me saying Deuce Vaughn will be the number one for the Dallas Cowboys by October. That's crazy. You know, <laughs> barring, barring injury. That's crazy. But Roshan, you go, okay, I can see it. It's Khalil Herbert. It's, um, you know, some other guys that have had flashes that have done well here and there, but have not, you know, been that guy for a long period of time. So, I think you have some interesting possibilities and obviously you have Jameer Gibbs, which you should be able to ride out barring injury for, you know, at least the first month of the season. Then you can reassess if you're three and one and none of those other guys materialize. Javante is a beast. Samaje is not doing anything. Travis Etienne is a beast. Tank Bigsby is not doing anything. Roshan just can't get on the field. All right. Now you can say, all right, where you know is the Antonio Gibson manager one and three or oh and four? Here, man, here's a third. Go go with God. Like have fun with this. And they'll probably be like, Yeah, I'm just trying to pick up picks and young guys and yeah, have this running back because if you do rebuilds like I do rebuilds, you're usually picking running backs off your team as soon as humanly possible. And you yeah. said that uh, I'm one might be mixing up your leagues. Do you have JT in this league? I don't know. Okay. No. That was a different league you were talking about. That's why yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Cause I was going to say, if you have JT, I really want to yeah. worry about this. Yeah. But, I'd be holding on. But yeah, let, let, let it simmer. You're going to, you're going to okay. be, I mean, let's face it. Neither one of those guys, Kendry Miller, Deion Jackson, it's not like you're throwing them into your lineup week one. If you hit accept, no. it's Jamar Gibbs or Jameer Gibbs, excuse me, Jameer Gibbs all the way until something else happens. Injury, yeah. mixed, you know, little shake up in the depth chart, something. So he's your guy until the bye week. Yeah. See what materializes. I don't think there's a single reason to to pick up a couple of unknowns for a quarterback. And I get it is Desmond Ritter. I don't like the guy either. But I think him being a starting quarterback does give him some value. I think it gives him a little bit more value than two unknowns at running back. So that's that's just one man's very long-winded piece on that. Um. Do you have any other trades, or should we wrap this up and uh, go home and go to sleep? That's all I've got. All right, yeah, cool. One well, more sleep. One more man, football tomorrow, man. It's going to be crazy. I hope Travis Kelsey plays, but even if he doesn't, we've been waiting for this since uh, the middle of February. So um, congratulations to everybody who uh, who made the wait, and uh, we get the real thing tomorrow. So, um, obviously, thank you, Drew, for coming on. 
say it one more time, Bill. Hope you feel better, brother. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. It was a good one today. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to everybody who's going to catch us in uh, the podcast forum or on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it. Obviously, leave comments. Leave, uh, you know, leave your two cents. Let us know how we can do better. And uh, next time we come back on, we're going to be talking about real, actual, regular season games. All right, Drew. Appreciate you again, brother. And Likewise. let's get out of here. Late.